welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and our guest this week is a living legend, John Dorch. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. John, we met, when was it? It must have been, oh, right around 2000 that we met when you were VP of HR at Parkview. That's a long time ago. <laughs> it is. It's been a long time. <laughs> that is true. Well, I remember those were the days when Frank Byrne was president of Parkview and Jim Tobolsky was at Parkview, all all off to bigger and better things since then. But I, I really appreciated you taking me under your wing during that time. Um, I, I didn't realize how much I didn't know at the time, but I know now how much I didn't know when I first <laughs> met you. So hopefully that didn't cause you too many problems. No, it didn't. I really enjoy uh, interacting with people and especially with people like you. You were hungry. And you were passionate about what you were doing. So uh, you are a welcome addition to Parkview. Well, thanks. Thanks. And, you know, you, when I say you're a living legend, I, I know we laugh about that, but you've done a lot of amazing things. We're going to talk about that today. You know, you recently authored your third book. You've started multiple companies. And one of the things we'll get into in depth is Inkspot, which is a publication that you are the publisher of, your latest endeavor of many. But let's start with Career Path. You know, this is a marketing podcast, but I think you've done just about everything somebody could do in their career. So you hit all the basis. And, and while most of it has been in HR, I know you've done some different things, but let's let's start with where you grew up and how you ended up in Fort Wayne. Tell us a little bit about that. I grew up in a little town, Camden, Alabama, very rural, very southern. Dad had a sixth grade education. Mom had an eighth grade education, one of 11 kids. And for whatever reason, uh, the first book I wrote in my father's house, these were the rules. Dad believed in getting a skill or getting education. Mm -hmm. So we're all college graduates. Oh, wow. All 11. All 11. Oh, wow. And we're all over the country. Okay. Uh, so when I graduated uh, from high school, I was more of a kind of a rebel. Mm -hmm. I stayed out two years before I went to college. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one of the 11 that did that. And I got in trouble prom night, drag racing, wrecked the car, <laughs> and a guy that was trailing me, he flipped three times and he was killed. Wow. So I got thrown Jeez. in jail. Oh, man. And my dad— I will tell you, I've known you for 20 years, and I don't think I've ever heard this story. I rarely ever wow. tell it. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm the only one that caused my dad's headaches. Wow. So I stayed out two years before I went to college mm -hmm. because I've heard that guys mature slower than girls— I think I was one of those. I am still living proof of that. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah. so tell us a little bit about where did you go to college and what were your career ambitions right out of the gate? I went to Tennessee State University mm -hmm. because all of my brothers, all three, there are seven girls and four boys. Mm -hmm. I'm the youngest boy. Okay. So all my brothers went to Tennessee State University. Mm -hmm. All of them majored in business administration. Mm -hmm. My major was business administration with the focus on economics and accounting. Okay. Because I thought I was going to be a stockbroker someday. Sure. So sure. Uh, Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. So when I graduated, I worked two years for the internal revenue. Mm -hmm. Didn't like it. Too restricted, too confining with the yep. government. Yep. That's what they call a field auditor. Okay. So International Harvester, now Navistar, mm -hmm. recruited me and brought me here to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay, so you had never been to Fort Wayne before until you were recruited by International Harvester. What were your first impressions of Fort Wayne? 
Well, my first impression was that it was rural, it was small town, because mm-hmm. I had a job off in Boston, yeah. Massachusetts, with mm-hmm. Gillette Company, mm-hmm. and I had one in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, with Sparrow Ann, mm-hmm. which is about 50 miles from Philadelphia. Yep. So I didn't like that. It was too rural. Mm-hmm. Boston was too big. Yeah. So Fort Wayne was more of my speed. Yeah. But International Harvester did something I have yet to see other companies do. Three months after I interviewed with them, before I came to work to Fort Wayne, is that they sent me a Sunday newspaper every week hmm. about the city because the Sunday paper kind of covers mm-hmm. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That was impressive. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It told me a lot about the city of Fort Wayne and et cetera, et cetera. So coming here uh, and, and, and working for International Harvester was yeah. the company that brought me here. Yeah, and so that's, that's an interesting recruiting tactic, selling you on the city as much as the company. Yeah, yeah. That, that was. Yeah. It was impressive. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I ended up here. Yeah, so so how long were you at, at International Harvester, and where'd you go from there? Three years at International mm-hmm. Harvester. And I left International Harvester, and Parkview Hospital recruited me as an assistant director of HR. Okay. And going to work for Parkview... After I started work, uh, you might not know this, but after six weeks on the job, I ended up in ICU. Mm-hmm. I was working uh, 12, 14-hour yeah. days, you yeah. know. So uh, then I wasn't exercising or anything. Mm-hmm. So the doctor said, you have to get into some kind of physical activity. Mm-hmm. So I joined the racquetball club, a lot mm-hmm. of other things. Yeah. And the president talked me into staying with the organization. Mm-hmm. So I stayed, and I went through five promotions, assistant director, associate director, Director, division director, and a VP. Okay. The last 15 years, I was VP, HR. So how did you make the jump from IRS to to HR? Was that uh, the move you made when you went to Harvester, or did that come later? That was the move I made when I went to Harvester. Okay. So let's talk about Parkview at the time you first started working there, because even when you and I worked together there, it was a very different place than it is today. What was it like when you first started your career there? It was very much like the president was Mark Slynn, mm-hmm. and he was a Harvard graduate, mm-hmm. and he was very much people-oriented. Mm-hmm. He also believed in management development. He had a program, supervisory development program. Any new person coming on board, mm-hmm. you went through a supervisory program with him. Mm-hmm. He would wait until he had at least five people in that. I really liked that. Yeah. It was kind of a foundation, really, for my career into management, get into understanding and know a lot of things that I use today. And it sounds like that's pretty forward thinking because a lot of companies do that today. But even at the start of my career, that was pretty rare. Was that your experience that it was sort of unique for Parkview to do that at that time? It was unique for Parkview. And he died of a massive heart attack. Mm -hmm. He was very exercise oriented Mm -hmm. and all that. We were all very, very surprised at that. Then Dave Ritterheim. Mm -hmm took over from uh, at that role as the president. Yep. And uh, Parkview then just started growing yeah. by leaps and bounds. And continues to do so and today. And continues to do so. <laughs> so how long were you at Parkview? I know that I was there only for a small fraction of your career. How long were you at Parkview altogether? 31 years. Okay. All right. So 31 years, and you left to start your own business, correct? I left to start... Uh, business, my first business. Was, but then they had you back, right? Yes. <laughs> you, yes. you couldn't get away. So tell us a little bit about that. Why did you decide to, decide to start your own business and what 
brought you back in that consulting role? Well, I left to start my own business because all of my older brothers mm-hmm. uh, were in business, and mm-hmm. they had. Matter of fact, when I left Parkview, my brother in Detroit that has a business and still in business today mm-hmm. sent me an email uh, that I still. And he said, "I thought they were going to have to take your A out of there <laughs> on a stretcher." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it ticked me off. Rather than saying congratulations, <laughs> that's what he said. Well, that's what know? older brothers are for, right? I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So Preston Jones Consulting, tell me a little bit about that move because that's still part of your professional story today. Tell us a little bit about what that organization strives to do. Yeah, Preston Jones, my middle name is Preston, and my female partner who had worked for me at Pugview, her middle name is Jones. Mm-hmm. 17 years, be 18 years next May, Yeah, which uh, most businesses uh, do well if they last three to five years. Sure, sure. Our intention and focus has been on everything in the human resource area, or we've, we've changed that a little bit to leadership development, mm-hmm. management development, mm-hmm. you know, in the, the – uh, uh, another part of it is that how to get a job, how to keep a job, mm-hmm. you know, yep. all the things about performance appraisals and, you know, interviewing and all of that is what we do. Sure. Well, and I would I would guess that that work's never been more important at a time when recruiting employees is tremendously hard and retaining them is tremendously important. So I'm guessing that work is maybe as relevant as, as, as it's ever been. It's very, very difficult. And I get questions on that every week. Mm-hmm. about how do I retain an employee, how do I recruit an employee. As a matter of fact, I put a treadmill in my house, stationary bike and all of that. I used to be a member of the Y, mm-hmm. and the reason I don't go is because people know what you do. They always want to talk to you or ask you questions about it, and you never can get away from it. Yeah, you're so, working out your jaw as much as you're working on anything that's, else. That's right. Wow. That's right. Okay. So, um, so Preston Jones a big part of your story, but let's talk about some of the other things you do. You've written three books. You mentioned one of them, and your latest one is really a, a manual for success in your career, if I can call it that. Thank you for the, the gift of the book, by the way. I did read it, and there was a lot of good advice in there, some of which I will follow, some of which I'll <laughs> ignore because I'm a rebel like you. But um, it, And let's talk about the publication. Why did you found InkSpot, and what is the mission of that publication? The mission of uh, InkSpot, and I found it, is uh, there used to be a, another minority newspaper, Frost. Mm-hmm. And Frost had been in business for 50 years, mm-hmm. Mr. A. Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had turned it over to his son, and his son elected not to continue. Mm-hmm. I tried to form a relationship with Frost, mm-hmm. offered uh, several things, and that we couldn't work it out. Mm-hmm. So they went out of business and three years ago in June of 19, June 19, 2019. I didn't know anything about the newspaper business. Yeah, I was going to ask what, what your background was. That... I had none. Yeah, okay. Zero. Yeah. But it's been people like you and like John, Christian, and others that have offered me advice, consulting, and mm-hmm. all of that in that arena. So I knew I needed some people to help me. So I have nine part-time people. Mm-hmm. I do have a managing editor. I'm mm-hmm. on my second managing editor mm-hmm. that uh, is managing the paper for me. And I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but interesting enough, that paper goes all over the country. I have a client in Toronto, Canada, and two people in Toronto hmm. subscribe to the paper. Hmm. Interesting. It's $50 a year. Mm-hmm. It's mailed out every other week. Yeah. And uh, 
I also, one of the things I do with the paper, though, when I started it, there are four areas I give 80 papers a month to, mm-hmm. to jail. Mm-hmm. I got an email from the sheriff, and every other week I personally deliver 40 papers mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. uh, at no charge. Now, this might sound like an obvious question, but but why do you decide to do that? Why do you think that's important? A lot of people that's in jail or at the women's shelter or the juvenile center, they are there, which they shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. There are stories yep. in Ink Spot yep. that's there, which motivates people. Mm-hmm. I had two ladies at the women's shelter that was reading and said they wanted to meet the person that dropped the papers off. Mm. Well, when I I went there one day after they said it uh, to the drop the papers mm-hmm. off, they came down and they said, "Sir, we were up in our room being depressed, feeling mm-hmm. depressed, and we came down and read the paper." And we are convinced we're not going back to the environment we oh, were wow. in yeah. prior to that. Yeah. The sheriff sent me a deputy sheriff sent me an email after that and said that it's one of the most positive papers that he had seen. And also, he said that the guys don't read it prior to coming in. They put two papers in the cubby holes, mm-hmm. uh, in one paper in the cubby hole, two people read it. Mm-hmm. And uh, after reading it, they can see a difference in the guys once they wow. leave, wow. not when coming in. That's pretty fulfilling stuff. That makes it, it worthwhile. It's very, very fulfilling. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, we're in an environment where, you know, it's it's a it's an understatement to say the media environment's changing. And we've heard a lot of different perspectives on this podcast. Dirk Rowley was on recently from Wayne 15. He's had a varied media career. John Christensen, who you mentioned, has been... In, on the podcast, he you know still with Fort Wayne Magazine, and uh, from the print journalism standpoint, um, we've had a variety of other people who have. Heather Heron was on early in the podcast. Mm-hmm. What's your take on on the state of media and how Inkspot fits into that? What role are you trying to play, and how are you responding to some of the shifting dynamics in the media environment? That's a very very good question. Second thing is that I had people that have told me. I wouldn't last a year, mm-hmm. said, you know. Because it's a print publication? Because it's a print publication, mm-hmm. yeah. and people are moving away from that. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm trying to do, instead of reading any paper or magazine, you see the headlines or you see articles that a minority or black mm-hmm. was shot, was killed, or whatever. I'm trying to stay away from those type of stories mm-hmm. and do positive things. Mm-hmm. People that have been promoted you know, people yeah. that are doing great things in the community are giving back and yeah. being recognized in that. And that seemed to be doing extremely well. Well, you know, my strong sense is there's a there's a need for it and a hunger for it. I was talking to a friend of mine, a, a young man who moved to California but was visiting. He's from Fort Wayne, was back here visiting. And we were talking about the fact that I personally consume very little news in the way that I used to because I don't have the disposition for it. It ruins my day. Um, and what I try to consume is inspirational stories and positive stuff, not to be you know Pollyanna about it, but to really look for things that are going to teach me how to improve. And a lot of the current state of media, I believe, doesn't really do that well in many cases. It's all about the worst aspects of society. Well, you are so right about it. Right now, I'm focusing on, and I want to do more on healthy eating mm-hmm. and those type of things. I cut out red meat mm-hmm. in 1990, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I feel great. Mm-hmm. I think I'm doing well. Yeah. <clears throat> but a gentleman told me once, we dig our grave with our teeth, mm. you know, mm-hmm. meaning that the type of foods they yeah. we eat. And now with COVID 
mm-hmm. especially with a lot of minorities. And I have some friends and people that I know have died from that mm-hmm. because of health issues. Not yes. necessarily eating, yeah. but the whole overall health mm-hmm. factor in which they, they have kidney problems or diabetes. Maybe they don't have the money mm-hmm. to see a physician. All yeah. of those issues there I'm trying to address. And yeah. the other, another one is the financial piece. People, you know, I just recently had uh, first source move an office into the building that mm-hmm. I own, mm-hmm. loan production office. Mm-hmm. We're trying to stop buy here, pay here. Mm-hmm. And we had an article in Fort Wayne Spot about that. Yep. And now I have people inquiring and asking about it because they read the article. Mm-hmm. So it's those type of things I want to address. Yeah. So so you have to play a lot of different roles with a staff of nine part-time. You're, you're working on the editorial side, the content. I would assume you're also working on generating advertising revenue. You're responding to your readers in terms of what intrigues them. How do you how do you do all that and run an HR consulting business and write books and eat healthy and do all the other things you do? And I have a building that there were eight people in there. I first saw to have an office. Okay, in there. all uh, right. So. I don't sleep a lot. Yeah. Never have. Mm-hmm. I even, uh, my family wanted me to see a health professional mm. to talk about that, you know. Mm-hmm. But they said as soon as you go to sleep, if you sleep sound and hard, mm-hmm. you know, I'm convinced that you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So far, I think I am. Yeah, so you, you know? run the battery all the way down to zero, and then by the time you hit the bed, you're out for that <laughs> is five correct. or six hours. Excellent way to put it. Yeah. And, and that is what happens. Yeah, so so what's on the horizon for all the things you're involved with? If you want to focus on Inkspot, that's great. But what are some of the things you're looking forward to that you either have been working on that are taking up a lot of your mental energy or that um, are keeping you keeping you up at night. Sounds like you don't have that problem. But what are some of the things on the horizon that you're working on that are important to you? I really, really have a strong interest in young people, mm-hmm. and especially young black males. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to do a lot more with them. In mm-hmm. terms of getting inside our head and find out what really makes you tick. Mm-hmm. What is it that you really want to do? And why is it you're not doing what I feel that you can do through through education, through skills or something? You can do more than what you're doing. Yeah. You, know? you got to be driven. And I feel that I'm driven. Well, and, and you've walked the walk, you know, growing up in the American South and moving to the uh, Midwest, which sometimes, you know, has some of the same problems. That's true. That's true. <laughs> how have you navigated? I mean, this is, we don't have time to go into all of the answer to this, but how have you navigated that in your career? Because you did some pretty amazing things for the time you were in, and you've persevered through, you know, some pretty mixed history in this country. How have you done that? What's been your focus that's kept you going and allowed you to give back at the same time? I think a lot of it comes from my dad and my mom. Mm-hmm. People say you, I talk a lot about my dad, but my mom there also. Mm-hmm. She was a very given person. Mm-hmm. I give back mm-hmm. a lot to the community. I believe in the three T's, time, talent, or treasure. Mm-hmm. I most certainly give my time. Mm-hmm. I, talent is questionable. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I most certainly the treasure. I have uh, monthly deductions right out of my uh, bank. Mm-hmm. That I go to five, that I give to five different organizations. You know, don't yeah. have to, but I do it. And usually, those like the Boys and Girls Club and some others. Usually, those are where they are young people. That's again 
who I'm trying to make a difference or trying to help them. And that, that goes on daily, weekly, monthly. Mm-hmm. So, so what are some of the key messages that if, if you had someone in front of you who you wanted to influence, who you thought you know, was maybe potentially going to head down a path they shouldn't head down, but who had potential, what might you say to that person in terms of what you've learned that you think is critical to going in the right direction in your future and, and realizing your potential, not just professionally, but personally? The big thing is networking. Mm-hmm. You know, many times it's not what you know, but it's who you know. Yeah. You've got to make the connection. You've got to network. Yeah. And you'll be surprised the number of people that you can meet that want to help you. Yeah. You know, form relationships, yep. people that you can trust. Yep. That is what I really talk about all the time. That's the foundation of your success and how well are you going to be? Yeah, well, I, I can't agree with that more. I've, I've always told people that I have very, very few skills, but I've been very fortunate to be connected to some great people, yourself included. And one of the things that I like most about our story is we've stayed connected. We haven't been in touch every day or even every week or every month, but the universe has allowed us to stay connected over the years, and we're still working together occasionally. Yes, we are. And I'm always telling somebody about you, Anthony. I, I remember the Parkview days, and we would talk about anything from yeah. A to Z. Yeah. It was a comfort level, you know. Yeah. You, you got to be comfortable and that you feel you can talk about anything. Well, and, and I think when you talk about relationships, it's realizing that it's, you know, I, I think a lot of times we get focused on what can this person do for me. And, and sometimes that's appropriate, but... It's not linear, right? That's correct. If I build a relationship with you and you build a relationship with me, we, we have an example of it. You and I are going to be working together in a few weeks, and someone came to me who was looking to solve a problem. You were the first person I thought of by far, and this is someone you didn't yet know. So now you have the opportunity to build a relationship with people you don't know, just as you've been very generous with me over the years and opening those doors for me. I don't, I, I never thought I'd have the opportunity to return that favor, but you've done it about 20 times for me. So here's one for you. I guess we're yeah. not even and probably never will be, but at least it's a, it's a step well, It's appreciated. Right very yeah. much appreciated. Yeah. And as I stated, I'm constantly telling people about you and who you are and what you're doing. Because yeah. you're solid. You're genuine. Well, you know? as are you, as are you. So, you know, when, when you talk about other things that you, you try to convey to youth, relationships, absolutely. What are some of the other things that you hope people hear in your message, whether it's through InkSpot or through the other opportunities you have to speak with people? Well, it's another factor of the trust factor. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you to gotta be able to trust mm-hmm. the person. And, mm-hmm. and then I go into all what the things are that involve we're talking about trust, you know. Mm-hmm. Another one is that the driven. You got to be driven. Nobody's going to give you anything. Mm-hmm. You have to work for it. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to put the necessary time, hours, and all of that. You got to be committed. Mm-hmm. You got to be passionate. Do you believe in what you're doing? Mm-hmm. If not, then you need to get out of it. Yeah, you know? for sure. And, you know, I think a lot of young people. They misunderstand, you know, find your passion and and do that and you won't work a day in your life. I I always say that I'm really fortunate to do something I'm passionate about, but I don't feel like I have a lot of days off. It's not like I kick back and it's still hard work. It is. But if it's fulfilling, you get a different benefit from it than if you were doing something you didn't believe in. And I feel fortunate to do something that I enjoy, but it's still hard work. That that is correct. That is correct. You asked me before we even... 
started this, you know, you said, would I have a few minutes to talk to you about something else that mm-hmm. we have going? And I said, yes. But then quickly in my head, before I came, I made a six o'clock appointment too. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll be done around five or so. <laughs> so I know that I have that window of time there yeah. that we can do. And I said, yes. Yeah. Well, you so, and I could probably talk until seven <laughs> o'clock if we needed to. Seven o'clock tomorrow yeah. morning, probably if we wanted to. But I want to close with a few quick questions. You've already answered, I think you've already answered one of them, but I want to give you a chance to to add something to it. One of the things I always ask uh, the guests on this podcast about is what they've learned about success in a career through their own career path. You mentioned relationships and trust. Is there anything else you would add to that that you think from putting on your HR hat for a second, anything people should know about building a successful career? What's the what's the key to fulfillment or success in your professional life? Don't give up. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. There are going to be challenges. Mm-hmm. You're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, Sometimes you're going to have some failures, but turn those into being successful. Yeah, I've I've, I've had all of those, you know. Yeah, you you and I both. I, I think the you know the thing I've learned there is to be honest with yourself about why the failure happened. That's correct. And I I have to do a lot of that and say, oh, I was deficient here. This is a right. place where I need to do better, or surround myself with people who are strong in that area. Amen. And that's yeah. usually the answer because there's a lot of room for improvement there. Yes, it is. But yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's not taking any one setback as terminal and saying, what can I learn from this? How do I get better? Right. What about? Um, Ink spot. What is one thing that you want people to know about the publication that maybe they don't know, or maybe is a misunderstanding, or maybe that you know is important for you to convey to people? You know, I touched on it briefly about the ones that I give away free mm-hmm. in a monthly basis, at least four hundred mm-hmm. to places that uh, they probably wouldn't subscribe, or there was people that are confined mm-hmm. through no fault of their own. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't go out, you know, and publicize that because it's not, it's like I'm trying to promote something mm-hmm. or whatever. Sure. The other thing is that uh, not as many minorities subscribe to Inkspot as I would like to. A big number of uh, Caucasians mm-hmm. and others subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. And I even asked some people one time, and they said, no, we're not being nosy. We want to know, and mm-hmm. we want to be able to get involved, too. Mm-hmm. And we want to participate sure. in a lot of things that you have going, Yeah, you know. So that's another thing that I really, you know, the subscription is growing. It's gotten well and whatever. You know, I also have been trying to find a good marketing person. Mm-hmm. That's not easy mm-hmm. because everybody's not a marketer. Most of the advertisement and all of that, I've done it because— mm-hmm. You know, all you got to do is ask people yeah. uh, and, and tell them, you know, educate yeah. people as to why, yeah. you know, the paper is there. Yeah. And would you like to subscribe sure. or advertise your business? So is this a part-time opportunity? How, do you, how are you approaching that? What are you looking for in a candidate? Part-time. Part-time? Yeah. And any specific qualities other than, than the obvious that you're looking for in this, uh, uh, in this Well, you got to be able to uh, sit down and talk to people. Mm-hmm. I'm big on... Face to face, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You can send them a letter and do all of that. If you send a letter, say I'd like to meet with you in mm-hmm. two weeks or whatever, yep. with the date, a time, and all of that, because people are busy, mm-hmm. you know. 
And I'm sure people get hit a lot of time with marketers. Some sure. People wanting to sell them something or whatever. Yeah. But you got to be able to sell the story. Yeah. And that's what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a great newspaper that stories you probably wouldn't see anyplace else. Yeah. It's about people right here in the community that are doing some good things. Yeah, and that's really the key, and that's something that's very consistent with some of the other folks we've talked about, John Christensen being one of them, that there's an opportunity, and many of our, our local media outlets are fulfilling this, an opportunity to really thrive in this environment because, you know, you don't really need to get your weather from the local source anymore. You don't need to get national news or national sports. We have infinite opportunities for that. What you need is the stories that no one else is going to do. That is correct. That are local and are about, you know, in this community, we're fortunate that many of the people you feature are people we know, or at least know of. Yeah. 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 So what's the, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. This is just me being curious. What's something you've learned about the publishing industry that was a complete surprise to you? Maybe something you didn't see coming that you said, wow, had I known that, maybe I would have never gotten into this business. <laughs> or maybe well, the opposite of that. Maybe that was easier than I thought it was going to no, be. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's tough yeah. to be a publisher, owner, or whatever you want to, uh, it's a name to. Mm-hmm. One, it's tough to get a graphic artist. I did not realize my graphic artist is excellent. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize a graphic artist did all of what he does, and yeah. you got to be so damn good at it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I did not realize that. I, that was, you know, uh, a managing editor, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it was so great to have the managing editor because people are always calling me to say, we want to do this story. We want, mm-hmm. and there have been a few times the managing editor said, I don't think we want to publish that or run that. Yeah. It could cause a problem mm-hmm. for us to do it yeah. in the paper. Yeah. You know, I, I, that surprised me yeah. because I always want to be accommodating to people, but you can't do it oh, sure. on something. You get sure. controversial. Yeah. You know, those type of things. So, and it's not cheap. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the company I use that does the printing, they print 26 other papers. The, the papers out of Milford, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did research and looking around as mm-hmm. to who to use, you yeah. know. And uh, they have been outstanding. They've been great, you know, in, in, in doing that. I was surprised. I didn't realize that a lot of people that used to live here have relocated to Atlanta, to California. Mm-hmm. They found out about the paper. Mm-hmm. Now they subscribed to mm-hmm. it, which was a surprise to me. Yeah. I just was thinking kind of, well, right around Fort Wayne and whatever. Yeah. Now... They're, they're doing that. And also another surprise is that people want to tell you how to run a paper or what to put in a paper. Oh, my goodness. You want to say, well, yeah. if I was the publisher, I would do this. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. They don't realize you have a managing editor there. You have the writers and all yeah. of that. Well, everything I get, I send to the managing editor or yeah. whatever. And we have monthly meetings. Mm-hmm. Once a month, mm-hmm. we meet. Yeah. We also did a strategic workshop last year in which we brought someone in mm-hmm. for four hours on a Saturday to talk about the mission, the vision, the values, mm-hmm. and all of those things. Yeah. You need that. Oh, for sure. So for sure. That was another surprise to me that, 
Wow, yeah, you got you got to do that. You got to yeah. have smart goals, you know. Yeah, well, Visual, it's a business, right? At it's the end a of the business. day, it's a business. Yeah, if it doesn't right. generate revenue, it's not going to be around. For that is long. correct. Well, and, and I'm guessing you're way too humble to say this, but I would guess some of that support from subscribers and, and the out of town subscribers and in town subscribers and the support of advertisers is a reflection of the relationships you've built. There are some people who I would guess, you know, I would guess the vast majority genuinely are interested in what the business are doing, but there's probably some who just want to support you in the endeavor and make sure that it's sustainable. So congratulations for that. You're exactly right. Yeah. You're 100% right on that. Yes. Yeah. Well, and they have said that to me. Yeah. Some. Well, one last question for you. Um, you know, you started a business pre-COVID. And then navigated through that. And now, who knows if we're coming out of it or where we're going, but it's a different time than it was a year ago. What have you learned in the last 18 months? All of us, I think, have learned things that are probably going to stick with us for the rest of our careers that maybe we didn't know before. What did you learn from the experience of the past 18 months that maybe wasn't as apparent to you before, but that you think will stick with you for the rest of your career? Anything you can think of? Uh, you're speaking of uh, since COVID has mm-hmm. come about. Yeah. Um, you got to have tough skin. Mm-hmm. You know, that's number one. Mm-hmm. You really do. If you don't, you're not going to survive out here. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. The COVID issue is that, again, people are saying, especially with COVID, mm-hmm. you know, they thought I was just going to write about COVID. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. We even did something where we had the kids to submit an essay contest, and we gave at three, we judged, and mm-hmm. we gave three $100 scholarships. Mm-hmm. But next year, we're talking about doing a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because we're looking for future writers, mm-hmm. be they with InkSpot or New York Times or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can hopefully develop people. We're not just thinking about Fort Wayne. Yeah. Hopefully, those writers and they would keep it up, and they did an outstanding job. Mm-hmm. And we gave each one of them. $100 scholarship. Yeah. That was great. So I, 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 with COVID, you're right. We don't know how long mm-hmm. we'll be out here or trying mm-hmm. to deal with this, you know. Yeah. But now, I really don't think about COVID, mm-hmm. you know. I, yeah. I'm just thinking about what's my next move going to be. What sure. else do I want to do? Yeah. And that I don't know. Yeah. But I, I know I'm going to do something else. Yeah. Because I probably, I keep saying I'm going to try to slow down. <laughs> so so your your version of slowing down is writing a book, starting a newspaper, and continuing to do all the other stuff you were doing, and having a treadmill and, and an exercise bike in your, in your house. That is correct. That doesn't sound really slow to me. Well, you you got to have that because everything I read about staying healthy, mm-hmm. and I know Anthony, I think you run or you do some mm-hmm. other things. So yeah. uh, I I would, but I've had three surgeries in my left eye, mm-hmm. lost twenty five percent vision, mm-hmm. so they banned me from jogging mm-hmm. and not you know in any contact sport. I can't do that. Yeah, but I can ride my treadmill. I can walk and do yeah. all of that. Well, it's all, I mean, I, I am no expert and certainly have a lot of improvement to do, but it's just about movement. It's just about, You're right. you know, I spend most of my day sitting on my butt in front of a computer. And when I'm not um, locked in on a project, I try to do something else just to keep, you know, the, the, the all the joints well-oiled and make sure that, um, you know, my... <laughs> my health is sustainable as I can make it. But I've, I could learn a lot from you and, and learn a lot from others about how to keep that going. 
Yeah, and that's what I do. I talk to people all the time, and I'd like to know from people, what is it that makes you tick, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes I think I can learn something. Yeah, you know? yeah, we all, we all can learn from each other for sure. And, and John, I want to genuinely thank you. I've learned, a lot. I've learned even things I didn't know um, from having you on the podcast, but genuinely appreciate the relationship and all the things I've learned from you over the years, so thanks. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And John, if people want to learn more about InkSpot, where can they find more information? Well, we have a website, mm-hmm. and it's right in the paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people do go directly there to yep. the website, and um, they email. Uh, our email is there. Our phone number is there. You know, all of that. So they most certainly can find about it. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks again. And thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another great guest. And we hope you'll join us then. Thank you. 